Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to today's Big Blend Radio Soul Diving Sunday show with Shelly Wizen. You've got to go check out her new website. It is awesome, and there's so many resources there. If you want to live a better, happier, yummy, delicious life, go to ShellyWizen.com. Today, she is back on the show. She is here every first Sunday, and she is back on the show. She's got a special guest, Lisa Diamond, with her. Uh, Of course, Mm. Nancy and I are here. Shelly is here, and uh, we're going to talk about mothers and daughters, those special Uh relationships that can get complicated, but are also the most precious. And so, yeah, this is a this is going to be quite a conversation. We can't wait to dive into it. Uh, May is Mother's Day month. Um, Mother's Day is always the second Sunday. It is Nancy's birthday. Mother, she was born on Mother's Day. I have to bring this up because if I don't, you know what happens to me. Um, but anyway, everyone, Shelly is the founder and CEO of the Soul Diving Institute. And that is where she studies and teaches the art and science of being human. And she works with people as a transformational life coach. She's also the author of What Do You Bring to the Table? A Savory, Sensory, and Inspirational Guide to Living a Yummy, Delicious Life. Lots of good recipes in there for Mommy's Day, I'm just saying. She's also the author of The Healing Journal and The Story of the Magical Baby Grand Piano. So again, the website, the new website is ShellyWizen.com. So first off, welcome back to the show. Shelly, how are you? Thank you. I'm good. Thanks for having me again. I just love this so much. This is going to be fun. You're you're like, I'm ringing in the mother daughters and we've got Lisa here. So Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I want to say, no, we're going to have to call you Lisa D on the show. Like Shelly's article and everyone, Shelly's article about this is up on blendradioandtv.com. So Shelly D, but I mean, Lisa D, here it is, Lisa D. But you know, that is my nickname, right? my my middle name's diane so a lot of times i used to go by lisa d yeah oh that's funny so Mm. you know so lisa name lisa did your mom name you after mona lisa or like how did the name lisa come from do you know i think in 1965 it was like the top five girl names and that's what she picked (laughs) ah okay Nancy did the Mona Lisa. Nancy's an artist, so she's like, and then I obviously I came out with them talking. They didn't have to slap me. No, the doctor (laughs) says the first baby that he really he didn't know what planet she was from, (laughs) but she was speaking some unknown language. But that he she was already talking. But wow. but Nancy didn't have her water broke while she was watching The Exorcist at the drive-in. Yeah, so that that's so a that, whole other that's side a little thing. weird, isn't it? So you I don't know what drugs they there. gave you. This whole story could not even be true. You never no, know. No. no, well, I was at the drive-in watching The Exorcist, and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh God, isn't that nice? So Shelly, how do you feel about putting us on the same show together again for mother-daughter relationships? <laughs> Well, it certainly gets to um, uh, the mother-daughter relationship gets to be demonstrated in live color. So, you know, <laughs> it, it's great. The well, I hope it's not pea soup. 
No, it won't be pea soup. No, no, no. no. But Shelly, this the mother daughter relationship. I think um, I'm really glad we're doing this because you say it's complicated, and it is. There's so many people. Nancy and I travel full time. We run a business together. We're always. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're living basically on the road together as we travel. We've lived together. We've lived separately. Done things separately too. So we're not. You know, some people go. Oh, you're still living with your mother. I'm like, don't you start with me. I'm not one of those kids in the basement living off their parents. Hell no. To the no. no. But there's no, no, a relationship. No. We've also had people go like, how long have you been with Nancy? And I'm like, dude, it's not that way. <laughs> I know. Because I like, don't want to date you. Like, you know, you know what I mean? You're part of But it is complex. It is um, an investment. And people say all the time, like, I would love to travel the country with my mother. I don't know if I want to do it as a business, though. Like, that's a huge deal. So, and I know, Lisa, we want to talk with you about that, too, because you're embarking on that, right, with your daughters? Yes. So it's um, it's a very, yeah, we have to, we have to sometimes walk away and have a glass of wine at the end of the day. I'm just saying. So for sure. So you start, Shelly. Where do, where should we begin with mother-daughter relationships? Well, you know, as you said, first of all, it is a complicated relationship. So where we come from, we bring with us and we're either going to bring that with us consciously or unconsciously. And Mm -hmm. I know that from generation to generation, a lot of mother daughter relationships just repeat the same patterns over and over and over until somebody says, that's it. I'm not going to repeat that pattern Mm because it wasn't healthy for me and I'm not going to bring it on to my children. And so it's a matter of being conscious in our life and being able to discern what serves us as human beings and what doesn't, even in the Mm -hmm. mother daughter relationship. And mother-daughter relationships are special. I think as mothers, we we, we may have a, a tendency to project what we want for our daughters, right? And what we think is best for our daughters, the way we think is best, the way they behave. And I know that when my daughter had children, I mean, it's funny, I, I started to write about this in, a, in another article that I was writing, but there would be some times where she would use a tone that would trigger me because my little <laughs> girl heard that tone as a child. And I would, you know, that that click sound that you make on your tongue that of discipline, uh-huh. like, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I would find myself doing that unconsciously, but she heard it and she's going, mom, stop. You need to stop with the click of your tongue. I hear it all the time. And so I had to become really conscious of how I was reacting to the way she was behaving. And yes, we do want to course correct ourselves and each other. And we want to be able to be that mirror for each other, but in a, in a healthy way, not in a disapproving way. Mm. The way there's, I, dis- there's, a, there's a difference between discipline and disapproval. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because discipline has to be there too. Otherwise we are bad girls. Or disagreement, disagreement. (laughs) I will jump out the window at night, you know? Yeah. Well, I think maybe we all did. That's part of our individual, (laughs) you know, as young girls wanting to, to be our own independent selves. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's not always easy. I've always had the dream that my daughter would come into uh, business with me and do all the things that I'm doing. She has absolutely no interest 
whatsoever mm. in what I'm doing. Mm. I mean, interest from the side, encouraging, oh, good mom. Yeah, that was really nice, mom. Stuff like that, which God bless her. She does, but she has her own life and her own interests and her own mm -hmm. family that she's totally 100% busy with. So mm. God bless her. I, I mean, she is one of the most resourceful, organized um, young women that I I know. I mean, she's mm. taken my sense of organization to the nth degree and she just, she's an amazing young woman. So I feel very blessed that she came out okay. <laughs> that's be, <laughs> better than that's, okay. she came out terrific. Well, that's, but right. that's the thing. It's like the women having their individual, who they are getting to know who they are, like a, a man too, or, you know, it, anybody, you know, can, and, you know, they need to find who they are, not necessarily follow in their parents' footsteps. There's the, oh, hmm. your dad was a doctor, so you now you need to be a, no, not necessarily. Right. Yeah, like Nancy and I are completely hmm. two different individuals. Hmm. We are both creative. However, Nancy's a painter. I'm a musician. We both dabble on like each other's sides of the arts. But like I can draw and I, I can do, we both I think we both do photography and, and that side is a meet like a middle ground and she's a musician, but there's like two different, we're different. You know right. what I mean? There's, there's no way we're going to be identical and we have to celebrate each other's differences. Yes, exactly. But Which, I think that's kind of a bigger role in regards to women. Now women getting stronger. So when we talk about mother daughter relationships, I think we also need to expand it into women figures that um, can help women grow. There's a lot of, Nancy, you talk about your Nana all the time, yeah. more than your mom. Mm -hmm. Nancy doesn't talk oh, yeah. about her. My it, mom it just, was, in, it was almost like not even a person because my dad was so dominant that my mom just let him do whatever. And it was brutal. And she never, I don't remember her ever standing up for us and my my grandmother who we call nana because she's british and nana would come over the hill she'd drive from glendale to tahunga and she would come and get some of us and um take us to her house for a while and safeguard us for a while i learned more from her than i ever did from my mom and i could never understand my mom's like how she was so different from her mother I could never I still I don't get it I I still don't see how she came out so weak I don't know I don't know but she just was never ever she was almost she was like a servant or something I don't know I didn't get it but my granny was like four foot nine, little British lady, and you didn't mess with her, man. She wow. was like, uh uh, she put her hands on her hip and face off with my dad, who's twice as big, and, and tell him what for. Mm. And she'd gather us up and take us over the hill and take care of us for a while. And I mean, at one time, I was going to three different schools, like, oh, this is. <laughs> Hello. You know, and so you, then you'd come back home. And my mom would be just as, just as, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. I, she has, she did have six kids though. I mean, 
Well, yeah. but we're not sure if kids. all of them are really hers. But anyway, that's a <laughs> whole other a, story. That's no, a whole other out, story. No, I found you out know? later my dad had three wives at the same time, and oh, they my. all had. They, I don't look at her face. They all had. They each had. Six it gets kids. complicated. You use that word. You complicated. Yeah. They each had six kids that I know of, and oh as much as possible, they tried to name us all the same. Oh my God. So it's like, what the heck was going on? Oh, now you have to tell I everybody on the radio show, you know, like we're going to have family things happen now. Thank I you. Don't care. I'm <laughs> over that. I'm so but that's, over but, it that I just. But, but you have to move forward. And Nancy but moved forward. Weird. She just moved it's out of the country and got out of it. Right. Yeah. And that when you said there's someone who has to mm. stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have to make this giant shift and yeah. sometimes you have to do it and people mm -hmm. people get me like she had friends who wouldn't talk to her I mean when we did the tour we had friends mm -hmm. that basically told like how can you not live here anymore you're not going to be our friend anymore and we're like come on man you know it's like you've got to do what you want to do in life exactly. um so those kind of shifts uh, Shelly you know going with what you do with transformation and I know your your relationship with your mom wasn't the easiest either, but you know you've got to think these you know moms these women you three women held a baby in your belly for mm -hmm. nine frigging months and then had to go through childbirth and then oh yeah hell you got like eighteen more years to go and then it's never ending the eighteen years is not it it's not the end so like this is like a lifelong commitment whether you chose to or not. And, um, you know, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted, <clears throat> I asked Lisa if she would, if she would join us because she also has a really unique relationship with her daughters and mm. they have things in common. And I just love the way Lisa, you, I want you to talk about your relationship. Lisa big blend. Lisa has no kids, but <laughs> I have a lot of dogs and cats in my world. Right. And donkeys. <laughs> the wonky donkey. Another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have two amazing, um, beautiful human beings that I call my daughters, uh, <laughs> 28 and 25. And, you know, um, my oldest daughter and I joke, I've, I've told her many times, um, I had a really difficult childbirth with her and ended up back in the hospital after she was born. She was an emergency oh. C-section and I got an infection and ended up back in the hospital and was in the hospital for 10 days and separated from her. Oh, so, um, my um, mother-in-law who at the time um, came to stay with us and she took care of um, Veronica for the first literally like two weeks of her life. And, uh, you know, she was obviously not breastfeeding um, because I was on antibiotics. They were pumping, but, you know, it, it wasn't wasn't happening. And so I get home from the hospital and my mother-in-law's like, OK, well, I've been here longer than I expected. I got to go. And my husband's like, I got to go back to work. And then literally I woke up the next day with this child who I hadn't really had any connection with and and I remember the day 
clear as if it were this morning and we were the only ones in the house and I said I have no idea what I am doing <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you that right now kid mm-hmm. no idea I'm gonna do the best I can I'm gonna do as little damage to you as possible <laughs> and um we're just gonna go with it and I've I've told her that many times and and sometimes she'll you know, do a Facebook post or on my birthday or Mother's Day or, you know, and she'll say, I know you didn't know what you were doing. And, you know, but I think you did fantastic. And, you know, my, my only goal and purpose was to guide them and, and really to not like Shelly said, you know, we want to, we whatever we want for them it may not be what they came here for and I was maybe not as evolved as I am now at the time but I was Mm. certain extent and so I certainly knew I was never putting them through what I went through as a child and what my relationship with my mother was Mm. and um, but I really wanted them to be their own little souls and to have their experiences, um, you know, share with them um, as much of the world and education and fun as I possibly could. And, um, you know, we did that and, you know, they would enter different things. Um, dance was a big part of their life for a little while, a ton of time and money invested in that. And they came to me one day and we did we had we had a rule of communication like mm. you can say anything to me as long as it's said respectfully and i will do the same to you so if there was something they didn't want to do or something that was bothering them they always felt comfortable to come and talk to me and so you know at this stage they were probably like 11 and 7 and the the little one never wanted to be in dance. She was in dance because she thought it was cool. Her sister was, but she hated every second of it. And they came to me literally right before like the big end of the year turn, um, dance competition after we'd spent thousands of dollars on costumes and said, we don't want to dance anymore. We've, we've discussed it and we don't want to dance anymore. And I was like, thanks for your, thanks for your, your investment. <laughs> I want, I wanted to scream, but you know what? I said, you know what? If that is your decision, there, mm-hmm. there are going to be some consequences because, yeah. you know, um, and you get to, you know, think about this. Um, you know, one was they were part of a team and oh. it was, it was before the competition. And so I said, it will be you that will be going to your dance instructor and letting her know that you no longer want to do this. Um, and you also owe an explanation and an apology to your team. And if you don't want to do that, then you might want to suck it up and finish out the year. Um, they both decided they did not want to suck it up and finish out the year and they took the consequence. Um, but oh. I think it was one of those wow. things that they learned early in life. Mm. Like, I'm going to let you make your, your decisions. I'm not, you know, I never wanted to force anything on them. Um, but the communication was a big thing. And we have had that their entire lives. Um, going through high school, 
the girls would come home and they would tell me about other mother-daughter relationships and the arguments and the screaming and yelling and I hate my mom and they would always just be like I like my mom <laughs> you know um and I think I think that is kind of the basis of our relationships of course I love and adore them they love and adore me but we actually like each other and mm -hmm. you know now that they're adults um we have a ton of fun together um I'm still mom you know, we're not best friends. I'm still mom. Uh, but it's funny because they want me at certain things and they, you know, they want to do certain things um, together. And I'm super grateful for that. That's oh, cool. Right. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. wonderful. That's one of the things that you mentioned is that they felt comfortable being able to talk to you. And that was something that was really important to me also, because growing up, I was so afraid of my mom. I couldn't hmm. even tell her anything. I couldn't even go to her for any sense of comfort, just crawling into her lap, you know? I could not do that. And so I swore that my daughter would never be afraid of me. She could say, I hate you, this, that, whatever she wanted to say, even if she was really mad at me, she could do that because I wanted her to feel safe. I never wanted her to be afraid of me. To me, that is the worst feeling in the whole world to be afraid of your mom. I grew up with that. So I know in all, we were five kids and all of us were afraid of my mom. All, every wow. single one mm -hmm. of us has the same story. It's not like some in a family, some kids don't have, they have a different story. Every single one of us had the same exact story. Wow. As a little girl that was conscious and spiritual oriented, I knew there was another way to raise children. And I would even say, mom, if you were kind, if you did this, and maybe there's a different way that you can know, because she was indoctrinated through fear. That's how her father, you know, mm. got uh, control over everybody. And that's the way she did it. She just followed along what she got and gave it to us in the same way. And mm. um, it, it's really important for that's why mother-daughter relationships, especially, I think it's different. There was a comedian. I don't know if any one of you have seen her, but she was talking about the difference between a mother-son relationship and a mother-daughter relationship. And she was saying, oh, the son, this is the mother-son. Oh, honey, you doing such a good job. Oh, yep. I, yep. you're, you're yep. fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the, the mother-daughter relationship is what are you wearing? Yeah. Yeah. You've put on too much weight. Yeah. Right. Mm. The whole put down mm -hmm. it's kind of that that's that is why i'm really really glad about this this is why i think about mm -hmm. raising up the women in the world yes because you know right now women are still fighting for all kinds of things yes. you know equal pay um you know we can run our own business but still people are going to go oh you know you're not the man you know we still we've come a long way as women collective collectively but at mm -hmm. the same time, women will put each other down. And I go like, well, that's part of it. What are you doing, man? You know, <laughs> no, that's, like, that's, but that's part of it. it it's that's yeah. part of when, when you're put down and you're in a pool of people who are put down, it's like, if you're old in a swimming pool and you're trying to get somewhere first and you just, oh, sorry, I pushed you down under. I didn't mean to, ha <laughs> you know, it, it, you're swimming to get ahead and you don't, you don't really care about who you left behind. Mm -hmm. So well, I want it, it's a competition. Yeah. It's, I a, it's a huge composite competition. It is. 
I want to say something to you. And that is, I love the fact that you are who you are. And, and Lisa is the way she is. And she is who she is. And even mm -hmm. the banter that you have back and forth has a great deal of respect in it. Lisa, you respect what the, the skill set that your mom has. And Nancy, you respect the skill set and the talents that she has. And to me, that is mutual respect and mutual regard. And you honor each other as a human being to human being and as yep. woman to woman and as mother to daughter, daughter to mother. And that is so special. And what you model for the rest of the world shows that mother daughter relationships can be healthy they can and be that's done. and, and it starts be. there it starts mm -hmm. there it really does because it the, the whole thing with the women and the thank sun you, thing it's thank it's you. really true i have i have friends who i just look at them like why are the sons more important than your daughter like what yeah. is this weird what thing it's like this it and the son can do no wrong no discipline but the daughter mm -hmm. you oh, know it, it's a very weird it's it's it is just a weird thing but there's a competitiveness yeah. that also happens between mm -hmm. mothers and daughters that should Absolutely. not be there and it is i think there's a natural bone in our body for it nancy and i've had some moments with that we've had our <laughs> moments and we're like oh well i'm like well what do you want and then she's well what do you want well i don't know like i we want this well then we're being stupid like we've had, we have moments where we're like, we're being stupid. Like, don't be stupid. Let's just go have a glass of wine and move on. We don't have time. I think because we run a business oh. together and we run a tour, we have commitments to people. We have, I mean, all over the place, whether, you know, it's with our business, our clients to our audience, we have commitments to oh. podcasts. We have commitments oh. to even pet sitting and where we're going when we travel, commitments to hotels and visitor bureaus when we do all our tourism work, park people. I mean, there's just, it's like commitment, commit, 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 right? But you only make those commitments if you can make the commitment. And if you cannot, and if Nancy and I are not allowed to fail with it, we're not mm -hmm. allowed. Like, we can't, no I mean, one of that. us can, you know, say okay this is enough and then we'll go okay well then let's figure out a way to make everyone happy that's that's mm. life happens like that right yeah um eventually one day nancy will retire and then i'm gonna go like what the hell's wrong with you get up <laughs> you what are you talking about you know what do you mean you're, <laughs> you, know, you, about? you know i don't think she'll ever retire but it's like we have mm. i think that sometimes you have to do something bigger than yourselves mm. to rise up and Nancy and I, we've had our fights. Trust me, we fight. We, yeah. we, we can swear at each other in the most colorful language, <laughs> which is a big no-no, but it's, uh, it's a, it's pretty funny. We don't actually. have time for things to drag on for days. We don't have time for the don't talk to me crap. We don't have, we really just don't have time for crap or drama. And you need to move on. If you, you got a beef, get it out, move on. That is our life, but everybody's different in what their lifestyle mm -hmm. is. We just don't have time for it but we do address it and it will not it, it we do address it and it will mm -hmm. come back around if we don't have okay we're addressing this okay but now we need to still do this but then we're going to come mm -hmm. back around so it's not um you've got to do more than and when i say about something bigger than yourself it's not just a business it is you know you know we're dedicated to parks public land and stuff like that that do something sometimes bigger to raise each other up together. Mm -hmm. 
That's know, what I think. And I think that's a greater good with women. Women yes. as a whole need to get along to move up. And it starts with the mother and daughter. It really does. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And, and it's interesting because we were brought up as, as children to cut each other off at the knees. That was our mm -hmm. set. We knew everybody got each other into trouble all the time. And we would get in trouble and my mother would, it would not be a pretty sight. And I remember growing up and I was afraid to even say anything to my mom. But I remember saying to her one time, mom, your children are afraid of you. Well, uh-oh. can't even imagine. She went to every face and she put her face like this. She goes, are you afraid of me? We're going, no. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It was bad. It was really bad. So I think what you're oh hitting my gosh. is something really important in relationships, all relationships, especially mother-daughter relationships, mm -hmm. because we identify on many levels. I mean, my mom was sad and depressed her, all the time, most of the time. Mm -hmm. I thought I would grow up that's and sad. her. I thought that's my destiny. Ooh, my God, destiny no. was in my genes, it was in the DNA that mm -hmm. all of us would grow up and be unhappy and sad and depressed. And I yeah. had to work really, really hard to go in there and dig out that stuff and say, you know what, that's not based in truth. And what I love about Lisa D and what she's doing with her daughters is, you know, she's a big pickleball player and fan and everything else. And so oh, yeah, they found the three of them found this wonderful camaraderie, this, this, mm shared interest if i if i may say that and and do you want to talk about that at all Lisa, oh, and first please tell us what pickleball is because we learned cornhole and we found out that's not pickleball. <laughs> no, that's not pickleball <laughs> hey but cornhole's fun but tell tell because it, this is this is look pickleball everybody say cornhole and pickleball are for people in retirement communities uh -uh. this is not the truth uh -uh. Uh -uh. it's not no, uh, no. And crazy enough, pickleball was actually invented in 1965 um, by a family in their backyard that oh, cool. came in their backyard to play with friends and family. And so it has definitely evolved and is actually now the fastest growing sport in the country. Uh, and they are now getting national coverage on, you know, like ABC, CBS. Um, and uh, anyway, it's, it's a very social game. It's very inclusive. It doesn't matter how old you are, what level you are. The number one female pickleball player in the world right now is 16 years old. And she started playing in the backyard with her grandfather and her mom and her little brother. And her and her mom actually um, are doubles partners and her mom coaches her, but uh, no, it's definitely a growing sport. Um, oh. I thought the same thing. I was a lifelong tennis player and I thought, oh, pickleball, that's, that's where tennis players go to die. <laughs> and, oh. and, um, uh -oh. And I was at a PPA, um, Professional Pickleball Association tournament out in um, Newport Beach uh, a few years ago and uh, actually put a pickleball a paddle in my hand and started to play. And it is massively addicting. 
it is just so fun. And cool. That's um, cool. So yeah, so then I started playing and uh loved the game. And I just noticed that there's there was no space out there with like dedicated um pickleball apparel. And so I said to my my daughters, and I'm a serial entrepreneur and have had many businesses, sold many businesses. And I said to the girls, this is what I want to do. And so I just started talking about it. And then, you know, and then my oldest daughter came to me and said, I think I want to work with you on this. Like, I want to help, I want to do this. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And so then my youngest daughter, my older daughter, Veronica, convinced Olivia, the younger daughter, that it's a really, it would be a really great story if a mother-daughter apparel company, but it'd be an even better story if it was mother-daughter-daughter. And we were all three included. So Mm -hmm. everyone has come to the table with their um, skills and and their, their knowledge. They've now started to pick up pickleball as well, playing. And you know, have found it to also be, you know, I mean, they're in their 20s and they're playing with people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. I mean, there's people in their 90s that are still playing. And That's awesome. Yeah. So it, it um, but it, it's also, a, it, it's going to be a brand where it is uplifting. It is um, actually our tagline is empowerment through play. Um, where people are empowered to try new things, meet new people, um, be active, and um, and also just have really cool pickleball apparel. That's so. that's well, that's smart. And at the same time, like when you talk about sports, like golf works right for people going on. I mean, they still say, you know, look how women had to fight to get on the golf course. Let's oh, yeah. just saying. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole thing with that. Right. And apparel had to change for women to have it. You know, it's like, Hey, we need that tennis, all of that women, women's clothing had mm-hmm. to change in sports big time. Um, one of the very first uh, mountaineers, Faye. Oh, I can't. Oh, I hate that I'm not remembering her last name. Anyway, she is the first lady that climbed Mount Rainier in Washington State. And she took Bobby, but she tried three or four times to go up there and she had guys with her, but she was the first woman to actually ascend to the peak. And she used Bobby pins to mark where she was because there was times where she had, mm-hmm. so she could say, okay, this is it. Okay, I made it here. She could count and whatever. And they didn't have clothing for her and people made fun of her going out. And this is in the 1800s. Here she is in dresses. I mean, for God's sakes, these men are like, we're, and look, if you look at what men wore way back when, I'm sorry, that was more girly than what women wear. Like, uh, so don't even, don't, don't even come on little bloomers and little shoes. Like, look at me, you know? So it's a very, I think the apparel thing, if you look at the, the history of women getting into sports, and how they've had to say, hey, in soccer, women's shorts and stuff are going to have to be different than men in sports, like in, in playing soccer. And I played soccer and I played field hockey and um, mm-hmm. I whacked a lot of ankles. But anyway, yeah, don't tell did. my mother. I already <laughs> know. 
<laughs> but the empowerment side, I love this because there's something like sports, you have this camaraderie, but there's also also this like when you go to a business meeting or a mixer, and and I think chambers of commerce and all those networking things are very important and powerful. There's education and you meet people, all great. But there's this um everybody just jumps for a deal, right? But in sports, there's this communication over something of shared interest and love and you get to know each other. Like they say, like, if you want to be part of a, you know, if you want to be, you know, get to really connect with people in the chamber of commerce, volunteer for an event because now you're part of something part versus of let me okay. go to a meeting and just grab your business card and go, Hey, you want to buy this? You know, it, that doesn't work as well. So mm-hmm. through what you're doing, I think through sports, it is empowering because there's also meditation that goes with fo- focus. Right. focus them mm-hmm. Shelly you you do a, um, a meditation on your website everyone go to Shelly's new website ShellyWizen.com Lisa has a hand in that right I know um, yes, and there's a meditation on there you've got a meditation for yeah. people yeah isn't isn't sports that focus part of meditation I think anything that we do if when we focus in and we allow ourselves to tap in it's funny too I went to the doctor this morning and and uh, we were talking about, oh no, I went to an exercise coach because I'm I want to get back into my own exercise regime. Play pickleball. Playing ball. And I this is my fourth, I took my fourth it's... class. I have my fourth class. So I I'm Ooh. on my way. I'm on my way. It's kind of funny hitting the ball and stuff like that. But um uh when we visualize something, regardless of what it is. It helps us and we meditate on it. It helps us to actually do the thing that we're meditating or visualizing. And when I went to the exercise coach today, he said, so what are your health goals? You know, what do you, how do you see yourself in six months? So I told him I am vibrant. I am healthy. I am, I am toned. I feel great. I'm lighter. I feel fantastic. He goes, you know what? I have never in all the years that I've been doing this heard anybody visualize so well. When we allow ourselves to do that, it's like even with my daughter, my daughter and I sometimes when we're out of sync, oh my God, I feel awful. I Mm. I can hardly function Mm. when we're out. I can truly, I can hardly function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I visualize uh, us being together and and we're in sync and we feel happy and then I feel so much better. So Mm -hmm. it's creating a way to create what it is that you want instead of focusing on all the crap that we don't want. And, you know, I I was telling a client the other day that when you, there's two motivations to get somewhere, the motivation to go towards what you want or the motivation to go away from what you don't want. When you go away Mm. from what you don't want, we create more of it. Yeah, because you're focusing on the don't. The universe mm-hmm. just hears the want blank, whatever that blank is. And so even if my daughter, I mean, I'm always bringing it back in this session to mothers and daughters because right, right. that's our topic. But when, when I'm out with my daughter, when I'm able to visualize us back in sync with each other, I feel better. And then I can even talk with her and she goes, you know, she can sense when I'm not feeling great about what's going on and I can sense when she's not feeling great there's an energy of separation that we pull away we have a tendency of pulling away shutting down 
and being silent. And then we, but we feel the energy. You can feel when you're out. I mean, you, how can you not feel it? Right. I, I, I know boyfriends who have felt that and it's like, Oh, holy crap. I mean, it's strong when it's, it's a fiery flame of pissiness. Yes. That's a good way of saying it. (laughs) Okay. It is. It's like it's like a it's a UT, but it's a. Yeah, but I it's a call it. It is <laughs> at the end of the day. Fun. It's a, it's it's a protective device. Of course, it's putting up the walls so you yeah. don't get so hurt, as yeah. you know the other person can hurt you. So it is a protective device. That's a good point. And, and once the walls go up, yeah, yeah, they at the same time as they may protect, they they can also do a lot of damage. Yeah, because what are we protecting you know, ourselves from? We're already hurt, and yeah, so the hurt just lingers and keeps going. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think when you know someone so well too, and you trust mm-hmm. each other, you also know where to poke somebody too. Yeah, and oh, that's yeah. the thing oh, with mothers sure. and daughters. That so this is oh. this is well. I think that thing with anybody the, who knows think, anybody well enough. Yeah, you but know mothers and daughters are really are. good at it. Women, especially. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we have that little fine tune in to know. Oh yeah, zing. And or like, no, you didn't just do that. Oh yes, I did. Oh yeah, well, let me do this zing back. Yeah. And so yeah. then it becomes the zing show. And none of us really why do we want that? Why do we do no, that? We don't so, we yeah. don't want it, but but we're good at it because we're always left on the back lines where the guys went out. Oh, let's stand in a straight line with our guns and go kill the other side and let's be shot while we do it. That that's the male thing. And then we were back in the campfire going, oh, yeah, watch this. Oh, yeah, watch that. You know, so that's the difference between men and women. Let's just go full force frontal. And then, or now we're on the backside and we're going to do it this way. We manipulate. Like we probably make better spies. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah. We probably do. So, so how, so Shelly on that, I mean, we've talked a lot of the positives, but there's a lot of mother, like Mother's Day can be really brutal for people, like the holidays, right? So there's a lot of broken relationships or relationships that I, I know people haven't talked to their mother for two to three years. And it's like, oh, just pick up your phone. It's your mother. How can you be like this? And sometimes maybe you do need to walk away so that there's an actual truth Mm -hmm. to that. Um, sometimes you need to get the hell out of a relationship that is not you can say thank you for giving me life and move on right so and there's a lot of um, friends I have that are also um, adopted and do they want to know their birth parent maybe not if there's like a drug thing or so everything everybody has a different Mm. situation but um, there's sometimes where pettiness becomes it starts as like here's a little cloud in the sky next thing you know we've made it into a thundercloud and we've decided to close the doors close the walls like nancy says and Mm. was it that necessary what where can we all get back onto a pathway when we do that i mean nancy like i said we have to have a glass of wine and then move on and eventually Mm. we just keep working (laughs) on it on on things we do in life but working on it Mm -hmm. but like how can people we're just weird. Like Nancy and I are just weird in how we work and live, but no, because other people have grandkids involved. I mean, there's a whole, we have these other commitments, but people have kids involved. They have spouses. They have things that, you know, everybody gets impacted in a family 
over a mother-daughter relationship. So how can people look at this on, you know, a side? And then there's Mother's Days where someone has passed as well. So there's also that pain, but um, not to get into the painful side, but I really think it needs to be addressed. So here's a couple of things. One, when we, and I believe this wholeheartedly 100%, when we treat each other from one human being to another, Lisa mentioned this in the way that she said, I've got two beautiful human beings Mm -hmm. that I call my daughters. When we treat each other from one human being to another, everybody's got the same emotions. We all feel sad. We all feel depressed. We all feel Mm -hmm. all these things, every single human being. When we allow each other to be human, and hold the space for each other to have their human relationship, their human experiences without judging each other. And when Mm -hmm. as mothers, if we looked at our daughters as one human being to another and not a reflection of who we are necessarily or forcing them to be the way we want them to be or Mm -hmm. dance because we are invested, we never got to dance, so we want them to dance. And they, we want to live vicariously through our daughters, right? Then we impose our own will onto them mm-hmm. and make them wrong for not wanting to be like us. I mean, okay, my daughter, I'm a death midwife. She doesn't want to talk about that stuff. You know, I know it to be healthy for her and blah, 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 blah. But I need to respect that she doesn't want to talk about that stuff. It's not her thing and allow her to have her own human experiences. The second thing is we need to want, sounds interesting, need to want. We need to want to heal. We need to want to have a relationship. Mm. If we don't want to have a relationship with that person, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. Right. It's not going to go anywhere. And so we need to want to have a relationship. We need to want to heal something that's that doesn't feel good. And we want to be able to agree to even disagree and have differences so that we're not the same. We're not cookie cutters. We're human. We don't want to be cookie cutters. Yeah. Shelly, I want to add something to that um, is expectation. Mm. So as, as a child, you have an expectation of what your mother or father is supposed to be, right? Right, right. And mm-hmm. often, you know, you they're supposed to be perfect uh, and they're not, they're human beings. As children, we don't understand that. And then, you know, whatever that childhood situation is, um, and as we grow and we try to heal whatever that ha- whatever happened to us in our childhood that we feel bad about or we feel hurt or we feel unloved and we carry that with us into adulthood we also have to want to heal that ourselves but then release the expectation that that parent that mother that father um we're supposed to be perfect and 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 accept they probably did the best they could and um and and be grateful that the things that happened to you happened for a reason they made you who you are today Mm -hmm. and um I think expectation um 
is a, is a big part of that. Expectation can get you into trouble, but it's also something about if you're going to have expectations, it should only be on yourself. <laughs> you know, I look at Nancy. Nancy's childhood was like crazy, but she's like, screw this. I'm off to Africa. I'm doing my thing. And she did what she mm -hmm. wanted. You know, it, yeah. I think well, there's in, something in about way, like turning it, made it far and, easier to do what I wanted but, to do. But you were stronger from the, the negative crap that you put oh, yeah. up with so long it mm. i think it's like it's fight or flight mm. you were you as a kid you're in that middle ground of hesitant you're, you're gonna roll over play dead and then sometimes you'll you'll fly sometimes you'll fight but as a kid if you're in an abusive household you're in that middle ground that really sucks and then as an adult you can take all of that and say okay it's my time or some people don't, and that's the sad part. And it can drag you. I, Shelly, do you have that with clients where it like kind of continues on through people's lives? Oh, Even sure. as a in later in life, you can go, man, I've been holding on to this baggage for 10 years. Like it's time to move on. Let it go. Yeah. I have a client whose mother, whose parents had no joy whatsoever. So she had no role model for what joy looks like, feels like, tastes like nothing. So for Aww. her to feel joy in her life is a struggle. It's she gets glimmers of it, but to sustain it is a whole nother thing. And then chooses partners that are the same as her parents. And so we do that too. I mean, I married my mother three times, God bless her. Oh. I married her three times. And one of the th things I realized was I thought love and abuse was normal. Mm. I thought that was the norm. And yeah, so you're brought up that way as a kid. So you think that's the normal way to do it. So then you, but now up. I think this is the era of positive change that we know we can do better. Mm -hmm. Science has taught us that. I mean, but everything then, that you, you're doing, Shelly, is there's emotions, right? But emotions have a scientific background, they have a scientific right. base, the neurons and all of that. All of that stuff is still scientific. And then there's mental health issues that all stem from this stuff that comes down through. Right. And now it lands in DNA land. I mean, there was no mental health issues. Like when I was growing up, it was like, oh, so-and-so's a nut, put them in the home and zap them on their head kind of thing. Right. right. Back in the day. Sorry. I'm, I'm but they still, now they're finding issue. out that that actually does help. But so, but, but it was like, if you, mental health was a, your nuts. <laughs> it's a dirty word. Yeah. Whereas I, I think we also don't need to look at if someone is dealing with mental health, it's kind of like sometimes you just actually need to fix something. What do you think on this? Like really, because mother daughter stuff is the mental health stuff too. It is because we think that that when we grow up with our mothers, whatever that role model was, we think that's what it is you know, but then I know I had a girlfriend, I still have her, God, thank God. And I would hang out at their house more than my house, because it was more fun to be over there in the way mm -hmm. that her mother was than the way my mother was. Well, that how many of my friends hung out at our house, Nancy? Oh, gosh, it was like a boarding house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> everybody comes. I was like, oh boy. Yeah. And then everybody the parents lived would at our call house. And the, the parents would call and say, did you say this to my child? I'm like, I don't know. I don't <laughs> remember. I'm busy. Leave me alone. Yeah. They all they all lived at our oh. house. 
over time yeah. and she put That's him over to work. I, always wished for. I wished that I would have that kind of house, but nobody wanted to come home. You should have gone to school with me, yeah. Shelly. Would have been cool. We would have gotten yeah, so much trouble. Great. I know. You see, but that, that, but that, but see, there's, but, a, there's a thing like because the way I was brought up, women are completely only to wash floors and make dinner and when and if the husband chooses to have sex would you have sex with him and that was it then and then once you became a mother you're now not useful as a wife anymore because you more concentrated on the kid than the husband mm. that's how i was brought up and wow. i mean i'm really not that old it sounds yeah. like something from the 1500s but no that can carry on in some families yeah. with that kind of yeah, we reasoning. travel America. We see it. And I, I'm I, serious. My, my dad was so dominant and my mom was so nothing that I, I actually ended up blaming her more mm. than him, even though he was the perpetrator of it. Mm -hmm. She was the person I looked to to defend us and mm -hmm. help us. And it just, yeah, it was nothing. And then here comes four foot nine little British granny driving in in her little car and packing us up and taking us to safety. That that's, so that that's huge. And so she Nana became my hero, and that made my mom look even worse because it was her daughter. So I'm like, can we bring that around happened? to grandmothers? The role of grandparents. Oh, yeah. we were listening on our drive across country recently. We were mm. listening to an interview about what was going on with fentanyl and this whole the money yeah, that you gosh. know all the drug companies are having mm. to dish out and what's happening to all the parents and how so many grandparents have become parents again to kids uh -huh. maybe they lost their parents their mothers there's yeah. their you know fathers um there or maybe the parents can't handle the kids having these addictions and and it's becoming a real it's a real um issue we have across the country so when we talk about the mother daughter relationship i want to include the grandmothers in there you know mm -hmm. because i think it's a big deal because grandmothers also change yeah. i know friends who are grandmothers who said well i screwed that up i better fix this now and let me mm -hmm. change this with my my daughter and her child now yeah. um so i see a lot of um mending going on mm -hmm. which i think is beautiful because i don't think this would have happened maybe 50 years ago yeah so yeah. i think we're in an elevated place now but it's depends on where you are yeah. and this is nancy's right mm -hmm. i mean it depends on where thank god for the internet because mm -hmm. we have a voice and we need to use it now while we can just say and quick <laughs> knowledge we have so much quick but, knowledge at our yeah. fingertips now we that we didn't have before so there's issues, but I think we have to look at the role of grandmothers now. Yeah. And there's younger grandmothers. And, you know, there's, I mean, my best friend's a grandma and she's happy as punch about it. Yeah. You know, and I'm going, you're too young to be a grandma. She's like, Lisa, you're almost 50. Did you know that? And I went, what? How, what did, <laughs> how did that, how the hell? She's like, I'm your best friend. What the hell? How do you not know your age? I'm like, well, that's what best friends are there for, to remind you of the stuff you don't want to know. But well, I have to say that I feel so blessed to be a grandmother. 
And I have three fantastic human beings that I call my grandchildren. And I have had a blast with them ever since they were all born. And the twins were born. My daughter said, would you move to Tucson? Because my son-in-law was a baseball player and he was playing for the Arizona Diamondbacks and they were working Mm. in uh, Tucson. And she said, would you, and I was just recently divorced and going through a divorce. Would you move to Tucson and help me with the babies? And so I said, well, I won't be the nanny. I will be the grandma. So if you're going to get a night nanny or something like that, do that. But I'm not going to be the nanny. I'm going to be the grandma. And I spent the first year of of their life with them. And it was the best thing ever and still is. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I bring to them something different than my daughter can't bring because she's all tied up with having a job and having three kids da, 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 da. and it's a lot on her plate and I'm able to bring another dimension to their lives and mm. being the way that I am all spiritual and everything else you know my daughter kind of oh yeah mom and but it 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 enlightens them and I get to be different with them than I even was aware of being with my own daughter as a mother. Mm. So we do get to be different. We do get to bring new skill sets, my new consciousness that I've worked so hard to get to bring that to them and bring them Mm. life lessons. And they really appreciate it too. I mean, when I, and I would, I'm a very hands-on grandma. And when I would take them to school uh, or pick them up from school, I would always ask them this, what is one new thing that you learned today that you did not know yesterday. And at first they would say nothing. I go, that's absolutely not true. You learned something new. Otherwise, why would you be going to school? Right. And so I said, go through your classes. What did you learn? What was your first period? What did you learn there? And then they would teach me. I said, I want to learn what you're learning. So teach me something that you've learned that I get to learn. Mm. started with that once they got used to that I added another question what did you learn about yourself Mm. and what was the circumstance that you learned it and man it it just became richer and richer and richer and and the answers and now they're cognizant of learning and loving to learn or at least being aware of learning that they're going to learn something new every day and that they're going to learn something new about themselves and dynamics between friends and all of that. They're just going to become more aware of it. And it's really wonderful. I, I feel so blessed as a grandmother. I That's just, really I, cool. I think there's, I think because you were always growing, right? Hopefully, if you're of that pathway to do that, that you, you grow even as mothers and daughters, no matter what age as well. It, you That's know, right. um, it it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, even, you know, Nancy's mom, my grandmother, she's, she, you know, eventually Nancy's father died and she became a, had to change her life. And it was an interesting process for her. She, she Mm. did have a good sense of humor. She was artistic like Nancy is. Mm. And um, she did encourage me as a, as a young girl, I did write her letters and she, she encouraged me to write. And I would write her essays about wildlife and Mm. um, I had wildlife, you know, no matter where we lived, my walls were horses and animals and 
um, it's funny because, you know, we went, we finally got to the Okefenokee swamps and this was a That's goal so cool. of my life as a kid to go to the, here we are living in Africa, seeing all the animals you can imagine, but no, I want to go to the States and see the Okefenokee swamps. And I remember writing her an essay, which we have in my storage, our storage unit in Tucson, by the way, <laughs> where we live, oh. writing her an essay about all the bobcats and the alligators and all the animals of the Okefenokee swamps. So like, there's the negatives, like Nancy says, but people do evolve. And I think your mother did. And then we won't go into the mother, the your mother's final story. But like, there was some evolving with her in some ways, a lot of ways not. But you've got to say, like, there were some positives, right, Nancy, from her at the end. Mm -hmm. Well, part, part way through, let's put it that way. <laughs> there were some parts. Okay, so there were well, some good parts. And that's something I want to, I want to close this on a positive note, because no, okay, not everyone say, is completely okay. evil. No, <laughs> she wasn't evil at all. No. She was almost a non-entity. She, she just wasn't there. Right? She wasn't bad. She just was not there when you needed her, you know, and so and then we were left with the evil one and um so part of of the stuff that happened lies on the shoulders of the person who didn't stand up whereas my grandmother would come in and stand up guns a blazing little four foot nana would come in and and may shake the world and change things up and made things happen and I don't know because, you know, as a kid, I don't know what went on with my mom, but um, I think it was probably way more difficult to be her than I think or thought in the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this fact she never learned to drive, she mm -hmm. never really held down a job that I can remember. I think she cried for a job once and in two weeks got fired. Mm -hmm. But um, it, 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 she just sometimes I wanted to shake her and say, wake the hell up. Wake up. Are you in there? Is there anybody else? So it's just a thing. And I, I don't know. She wasn't mean. I know she loved animals and wildlife and all that. But just not present and i don't understand i don't get it but, but i think what you just said is that you understand her how much she probably was going through on her own like how much like I you know. you know what i mean yeah you know, had her own pain i'm sure there was something that yeah. she just couldn't handle and she mm -hmm. probably needed some outside help mm. Mm. Some yeah, that's some something sort. to think about. That's I think that that's kind of my point was like, there's going to be reasons for everybody's yeah. trauma of childhood, yeah, and it goes a, generationally. Uh, but he was an identical twin to my aunt, who just had no problems at all. Married a guy that knew how to sell insurance. They did quite well financially, and they were totally different. Mm. So they weren't quite identical. So who knows? Well, I mean, there's could they be genetics. The same, but <laughs> yeah. they look the same. But Aunt Joyce was just all sarcastic and spicy and had fun, and she was smart, made good choices. And my mom was just like, 
Well, in Mother's Day, I mean, not to carry on with Nancy's mother, but uh, maybe yeah. talk about your grandmother, but in, in um, the spirit of Mother's Day, let's reflect on, and Shelly, you don't have to talk about your mom either, <laughs> but at least I don't know about oh, your side either, my mom, but no. let's, let's talk about a really good mother-daughter memory, so it could be with your children or, you know, your daughters um, or your, your, you know, Nana, Nancy or whoever, but let's talk about a favorite, let's close with a, just a beautiful memory that pops into your head the first thing so Lisa let's start with you with with your mom or your daughters a, a beautiful mother-daughter moment yeah I have to say um I mean there have been a lot of them probably uh one of the most impactful um I am this year a 10-year um cancer survivor and oh wonderful time that I was diagnosed awesome. I, they were 15 and 18 and I was diagnosed wow. with a rare form of breast cancer and had a 36% oh. chance to survive even with treatment. So the day that I told my daughters um, was really, I think just a huge um, turning point and a bond that became so unbreakable. Um, that nothing can get to us ever that, you know, the, their, their side of it, of, oh my God, I could lose my mom. And my side of it was, I'm not giving, I'm not going out of this life with my kids at 15 and 18, you know, no. and they became the inspiration for the fight. They remain the inspiration for the fight. And, um, and it, we have a lot of gratitude for life and our relationship. Oh, awesome. that's awesome. That is, that's perfect. Mm. You know, but um, I'm glad you're here. Me hell too. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yes. That's awesome. And look, and look oh, at wow. now creating different businesses. It's awesome. And with your daughters, that is freaking mm. amazing. See, I watched my language there. Awesome. You did. <laughs> Shelly, what about you? Let's talk about a mother-daughter moment. I think uh, one of the um, my mother-daughter moments with my grandchildren, too, is um, when they they thought that, you know, I had a heart thing and went into the ER and so on. And so it's the same kind of thing, I think, with what Lisa's talking about when mm. we feel we're going to lose somebody all of a sudden we step up and realize oh my god this time is really precious and I want to make the best of it and mm. and um just just them giving me a um a party for my birthday you know all of them was just it it was so special and my daughter went way out of her way to make everything so special. And she did the, the table set, everything, everything was just amazing. And she wanted to make it very special for me. And, oh. and that just really touched me deeply that mm, I could feel awesome. the appreciation and the gratitude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Nancy? You can talk about Nana instead of your mother. <laughs> well, you know, in a way, I'd rather talk about you. Mm. Uh oh, I'm going under um, the table. I didn't do it. No, no, you did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave it. No, um, I, I loved when, um, and I still love um, the sense of 
discovery that Lisa mm. has. Like when she was a little kid, we sometimes when we went on hikes, um, I would get down on my hands and knees and walk with her because I could see at the same level as a little kid. And believe me, you see way more than what you think mm. because adults are only looking straight ahead, maybe up once in a while, maybe down once in a while, but they don't see what little kids see on their hands and knees. So I was like, okay, that's fun. There's a set, no, it's fun. And there's a sense of discovery of looking from different angles that you don't normally look from. And I think that is one of the helpful things that get you through life is, you know, I, I didn't mean to come off so negative during the show, but there were things that happened that I just still battle with. But you know, if you can shift your perspective in a way, like a little child does, and as they grow up, the perspective changes. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's funny. It's funny you say that because my my memory of it just is weird because it just it's weird because it came up like as I was asking you all, you know, to answer this question oh. this is what came up in my head is when we were living in kenya and i was a mm -hmm. little kid and we were doing a lot of safari work and out on the in the wilderness and stuff and nancy yeah. you know would take gazillions of photos for her art and i mean that's what our storage unit is is mm -hmm. nancy's art and slideshows and my writing that it's just everything is it's like the art storage mm -hmm. unit and um but anyway, so like I want to take photos. Like I could see what she was doing with composition. I learned composition. And mm -hmm. as a kid, like I was into what she was photographing and why would you take it from this angle? Why, how, what? Mm -hmm. And oh, I gosh, wanted a camera. Yeah. Now you've got to think we were living in Kenya and this is in the late 70s. And this was film. Do you know how hard it was to get film processed oh, and even oh. to get film? And so weeks. I wanted a camera. I wanted my own camera. That's all I wanted was that, right? Yeah, and Nancy just was like, "Oh, <laughs> what am I gonna do?" So she made me my own camera. She made me a cardboard camera with a viewfinder, and made it. She made she, there was it, okay. So let me do that. It was the camera, and then there was a time I want. I wanted to be everything that I experienced. Every time we went to a restaurant, oh, I want to be a restaurant person. We had a yeah. housekeeper. I wanted to be the I housekeeper. Be I at one time wanted to be a nun. So like you go through these things. And so she was like, All right, explore, go for it. If you want to do it, start looking at it, right? And this is a little kid. So um, she made me a camera and I thought I was using a real camera for many years. And then she would show me her photos and say, you took that. because <laughs> oh, So a lot, of, a lot of people get mad when I tell this story, but I'm like, what was she going to do? Oh, that's horrible. It's not a bad thing. It was, she was helping me. I learned focus. I learned, I felt I was viewing. I was doing everything I wanted. But people get mad at this story. And I'm going, my I mom this. gave me this. But at the same time, I wanted to be a restaurant person. And in Africa, like, really, we didn't have much. Just, you know, um, well, you we just didn't have American stuff at all. So I wanted us all into this whole thing and her and a friend built me my own restaurant on, and then the, the, mm -hmm. the, the ants took it, the ants ate it. 
for like Termites this little shed with little, and they painted um, so Sesame funny. Street, which I didn't even really know what Sesame Street was. So that was how I learned Sesame Street. So she painted murals of things and I would go in there and play fake kitchen and all of that. So those are those are those things where moms mm -hmm. have to be very creative. Yeah. But the ants really ate it. They, they the did. termites came in and termites the whole in. thing sunk into a big. They kept ant sinking hole. and sinking. <laughs> so I think that's really cool when parents can, yeah, fuel mm -hmm. the fire. And even if you do not have the resources, yeah, be creative about it. And yeah. and for all those who don't think my mom should have made me a camera and faked me out, uh, I'm running around with a camera every day of my life. Not right. on the phone, mm -hmm. not the phone thing. I'm, you know, it's what we do for a living now. So well, at least you know how to focus and you know composition and you know what you need to, to look for. Yeah. So it's all positive. But thank you both. Uh, what mm -hmm. a great conversation. I think we did a little bit of everything, the positive, the negative. We did the complicated. Yeah. Oh, nobody wants to get into the complicated, but life is complicated. Lisa, can you give everybody your website? How can people connect with you as a brand manager, marketing expert, and, and even going into your new company for Pickleball? Yeah, actually, the best way to reach me is just through email, lisa at vibrantceo.com. She's vibrant. I like the name. Yes. She's vibrant. Everyone, ShellyWizen.com <laughs> is the website to go to. Shelly is here every first Sunday. So keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. She's, she's got the first Sunday slot. She's like, I'm taking it. It's mine. So happy Mother's Day, it. ladies. Mother's <laughs> yeah. Thank yes, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much.